God's words be here on the screen behind us. We invite you to sing. If you're able, let the instrument stand with us. Just lift your voices as we uh, come together to worship the great God Almighty. Lord, I come.
first morning, by the way, and I had nothing instructional to provide, I took a moment to look at my printing notes, and I opened them up, and I looked at them, and I have no clue what they mean. <laughs> um, this year, I, I put them together, and I knew what it was I was going to say, but then, um, and maybe it's just me, maybe Tracy does not feel this way, we had five hours of Zoom class Friday night, and then about ten hours yesterday, and um, it took me three times to tie my shoes this morning. So, <laughs> looking at these, it could very well be written in Greek, and uh, it would make no difference. By the way, I want to note for everyone, we just had a research paper we turned in, 20 pages. Thank you. 
So bear with one another. Be patient, be kind, be generous, be faithful. Um, and that's all good stuff, but not here. Um, forbearance. Forgiving. Put on love. And it's interesting that it says, put on. Uh, I think this, actually, this one says, put on a new self. There was a, a different version I was looking at that put on the clothes of Christ. Put on spiritual clothes. And the idea is, these things are something we must recommit to every day. It's not enough to just say, well, I am following Christ and somehow inherently going to do these things. You, Christ follower, need to make a conscious choice and decision every day. When you wake up, and I mean this, when you wake up, before your feet hit the floor, before you have a chance for one thing to derail your day, you know, the, the, the kid that, that won't get out of bed and you need him up and moving, the, you know, you're walking down the hall and the dog decided not to wake you in the middle of the night. And it, there it is. Whatever it is that might derail you, you need to make the decision first thing that this is who you are going to be. You are going to put on love. You are going to put on forbearance and meekness and humility. And you're going to go out into your world, into your day, whatever the world has in store for you. And this is who you're going to be. And then, you get home at the end of the day, ideally, in the power of Christ, you've done the best you can because the power of Christ compels you. Nobody! Okay, that's cool. No, fine, I'll explain it later. Um, and you, you analyze. Do a visual look at yourself. Take a moment, take stock, and go, where did I get it right? Where did I get it wrong? And then you go to bed. spiritual clothes. Continuing in verse 15. You put on these spiritual clothes, Christ follower, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom.
option each other to be more Christ-like, to persist and persevere in our journey to where in the end, in that moment we come face-to-face with Christ, there is, is the least amount of transformation that has to take place that's possible because we've done the bulk of work here. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you do you call in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Put on those clothes and then let peace rule in your heart. There is not a lot of peace in this world. And it seems like there's less and less of it every day. Domestically, politically, racially, it, our world is, is seems intent on tearing itself apart, and it's not seeming to. It is because this is the desire of the enemy who has dominion over the world. He wants division. He wants us separated. He wants us clawing at each other's throats because there's nothing more the enemy wants than to disassemble and distract and destroy God's creation. He already did a solid job of it in the garden, in the beginning. He got everything way off track. But the more destruction and chaos he can wreak, the more he likes it. And the harder it is for us to see Christ in our world, the harder it is for us to be Christ in our world. And that's why it's so critical that we put on these clothes every each and every day and we let Christ rule in our hearts because these are allowing us to go out into this world and be Christ. Christ followed. That is what Christ called you to do. You who have not followed Christ, this is what you can have. Look at your life. Look at the life you're living. I don't know you. I don't moment, the only people that know you're not following Jesus is you and Jesus. But look at your life. How's that going for you? How is being solely responsible for each moment of each day? How is that working out? Isn't it just very, isn't it just destroying? Wouldn't it, what I just described, wouldn't you like to have a life like that? And here's why, back to you, Christ followers, here's why it's so critical. It's important that you do these things because it's important that you remember who you are. These things, these choices, this pattern of your life is important in who God defines you to be. Take a look. Not that one. At uh, 1 Peter. And, and I, I skipped ahead a little bit because I could have incorporated uh, some more stone imagery into this, but I thought maybe we might just be a little bit done with that by now. 
so I sat down. I tend to go, when I need to work and be productive, I go to clubs. Um, even in the course of my house, there is so much easily distracted. Uh, I'm the guy that, like, it used to be way back in the day, you know, in high school, mid-junior high school, homework, go in my room, sit down at my desk, start to do homework, two minutes in, it's in this drawer. It's actually big that it's in that drawer. Yesterday when you tried to do homework. <laughs> a lot of that is removed when you sit in a class. Because anything you can sort of discover there, just, no, just pay attention to what you're doing. And just coffee. I don't know where fancy drinks. I order the refillable. They just the drip. Just pour it into my head. So I'm sitting there one day, ready to put this message, I'm going to do on Mother's Day, it's going to be awesome, and I got into it, and I'm like, nope, this is not the message. I know what God wants me to talk about, but I am 100% sure it is not this. And wasted about four hours to get to that point. Tuesday, I had a bunch of stuff to do, uh, class on Tuesday night, Wednesday, okay, I am going to camp out of class, I'm going to be there like six hours, and I am going to come up with a message. of this world are petty because they merely blind us to reality 
desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. Before you were part of the whole nation. Before
struggling a little. We were over here this thing like the 70s. We're awesome. Sorry. Uh, 60s, good old days in the 60s. We can always look back and the back was better than the now, and we think the now is terrible. There's going to be a point where the now is going to be somebody's good old days. Because the then is going to be that much worse. It all gets worse. You can't fix it. Politicians can't fix it. Judges can't fix it. The Bible says it has to get worse so that God can make it better. You're not going out into the world to fix it. The world is the Titanic. You're not going to keep it from sinking. You're out there pulling survivors out of the ocean. That's your role. That's what God has for you. Because and I don't often go to the book of Revelation because it's weird. Um, too often the book of Revelation is only like fodder for really terrible movies. But after this I looked and behold a great multitude from all tribes and you know I, I think probably their tribes was intended to delineate ethnic groups but think about how we use tribes now we all have our own <coughs> I got my own tribe I found my own tribe my own, my own unique subset of individuals that's our own weird little thing in which I fit and those tribes will be represented too Tribes will be political parties. Tribes will be sports teams. You know, I, I listed, I listed all the, all the various individuals you wouldn't expect to be there. I'm willing to say, Robert Lynn, I think there's a good chance heaven may be representing at least one New York Yankees and one Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> at least one. tribe and peoples and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and all the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Multitude from across time and space and language and 
sing the praise of the Lamb, and there is space there for you.
this day. But one day a year, we set aside to celebrate our sweet mamas for all the ways she's so nice to us. Bringing her breakfast in bed, going to church together, buying flowers and other girly stuff, giving her a little quiet time, making her a nice picture or a card, taking her to dinner, and maybe, just maybe, letting her play Jedi Knight Fighters from the planet Typhon with us. Or, you know, whatever she wants. Anything is fine with me. It's your day, Mom. What should we do together? Are you guys sure you got this? Yeah. The twins are plugged in. Maybe it's just you. Or just you. Well, man. Besides, I bumped into Chuck Norris at a Pizza Hut once. I think his powers rubbed off on me. Get out of here. Go on, enjoy your mommy getaway weekend.
reporter. No, I'm, I'm asking the question, how do moms do all of this? How do they handle it all? Well, maybe they have goggles we don't know about. It's as if God gave moms a special way of looking at things, you know? Okay, who taught you servanthood? Who modeled grace? Who gave you a taste of what God's love could look like? My mom, Mr. T, and my mom. Anyway, I just think God gave moms a special way of looking at things. Hey, honey. Hey, how's it going at home? It's all good. I guess you could say I'm starting to catch a glimpse of what your world looks like. She says she misses you. Stand with me for closing benediction this morning. So glad to have you here. If you're a guest with us today, if I haven't met you, I'd like to. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, we're using our online uh, c3ofo.com slash hello. Let us know you're here. Or there's some uh, connect cards. Are they on the offering box or on the welcome center chair? Do you know? Yes, okay, both places. And do we have any of the books back there still? All right. Also, if you're a guest with us today or have maybe new to us. There's a free book back here uh, called The God Questions. Uh, pretty handy little, it's not big, just maybe just take some of those hard life questions and give some biblical insight to those. I think you might think that'll be fun. Feel free, it's our gift to you, all right? And uh, happy Mother's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. And God's blessed to you. We love you very much. All right, so we'll say this together and then we will be dismissed. Now may the Lord bless you Countenance towards you and give you peace. You know who's back there right now is Jason. That's why she's going on. Good job, Jada. Appreciate you. All right, friends, I love you. Be blessed. Have a great week, and I hope to see you again next week.